Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Insults, oddities, cartoons, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Your phone, the picks. Oh, I get it. You mean pictures. Yeah. Gotcha. Jeez. I know what you meant. I was just trying to riff with you. Oh, my God. Just didn't work out. Uh, welcome to it, gang. We're Picks, here for... Pick six. Uh, today, we're doing... This is a 12-pack of episodes at this moment. <laughs> we decided to go with... Bummer sequels or... Yeah, I put down here disappointing sequels, remakes, or reboots. That may be a little wordy, mm. and it may be... It's a lot shortened, nicer than... Shortened. It's a lot nicer than... The way I said it. Well, I said bummer. Not fucking piece. letdowns, man. Pieces of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten into it yet. Uh, I'll bet it happens at least once. It's possible. Oftentimes. I thought this list was going to be super easy, and then I realized that I had to pare it down to six. That was that was hard for me because I was I like, wonder, that sucks, and that sucks, and that sucks. I bet we can Okay, do which one sucks more? I bet we can do Bummer Sequels Part 2. We might be able to. Depends on how many we uh, cross we, paths on. There's a possibility that we may or may not cross paths. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Oh. So Usually um, you're pretty good with predicting that, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I don't know at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Some of you may agree with this, some of you may not, but these are sequels, reboots, or remakes that we thought weren't great. Didn't make the grade. Didn't make the oh, cut. Did we even? I'm I'm Travis. Are you? Yeah, still. I'm Nathan. <laughs> he had to look and think. I did. Yes. So uh, without further ado, Nathan, coin toss was yours. What's your number six bummer sequel? You ever uh, seen a movie called Death Wish? The I actually, original? I haven't. The no. original? I haven't even? seen. No. Yeah. And then for some reason, Eli Roth decided that he was going to remake it in 2018 with uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Uh, the, the reboot slash remake of Death Wish is pretty much a tone deaf piece of garbage. In what uh, way? Um, I know. I know. I know. It the- makes the original seem bolder in its in its observations about vigilantism and yeah. racism. Yeah, that's what the original was. It was, a, it was an ultra-violent vigilante piece. Yeah. Gritty, and it was late 70s, early 80s? It was, I think it was mid-70s. It was in the same era within a couple of years from like Dirty, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry, okay. And it was known for being very violent. Yes. But and it was also a commentary on... Just like Dirty Harry. Yeah. Yeah. I do know that. This one tries but... to remove racism out of the equation, which doesn't work. Bruce Willis has pretty much been playing John McClane for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And so getting him to get on board, Bronson was a tough guy in the 70s Absolutely. and early. So it's not a stretch initially. But I think the, the original film was he was a um, he was very much left-leaning, anti-violent. And then his wife is murdered and his daughter is raped and, and, and he goes apeshit. Goes apeshit. Yeah. The same thing happens in this one. Except he doesn't see anything happen. And I believe he was a witness in the original. Now it's just his wife is killed and his wife and his daughter's uh, raped and and now she's in a coma. And he just it, it feels too much alt right gun. Uh, nah, was it uh, against gun control? And it feels very. It was in bad taste because mm-hmm. of all of the increasing incidences with mass shootings that happen we've become numb to it and it's just so you saw it, the, you've, you've I've seen, seen it 
And it's just not. Why did you watch it? Just, I was kind of interested. Okay, it had an evening. I mean, to Eli kill. Roth. I mean, right. It's just I don't think that it it hit the tones that it was supposed to, and I think it felt rather it just felt like it was in bad taste to kind of the. Like you think it was a movie? Situation. <clears throat> you think it was a movie? Now? Think it was a movie made for a lot of dudes that do reaction videos in their trucks with wouldn't like surprise me beards and wraparound sunglasses. That's possible. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my number six is the the remake of Death Wish. Do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? Oh, God, please don't. <laughs> My number six is The World's End. If you count uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. It's the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto. I always want to say um, Coronado, and I'm like, that is not right. They're, they're sequels in in tone. And yes. they're, they're meant to not be character to character for one movie Correct. to the next sequels. But um, tonally, stylistically, uh, I, I thought it was a brilliant way to do a set of sequels. And mm-hmm. when World's End came around. So, was, yeah. Because – Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, fucking hilarious. World's End, quite a bit of a letdown. Very much a letdown. Um, it just it didn't seem to encapsulate and, and, and capture the same magic that the first two exactly. did. Exactly. Those, those two felt very British mm-hmm. uh, in their – they felt very British in their filmmaking and their filmmaking And their choices. narrative. And, and their narrative. And, yeah. and, and I, love, I love British stuff, and I'm, I'm cool with that. This one felt like it was – too Hollywood. There was too much visual, too. Too much, too I, much special effect in that. Yep. The and I know. How do you make an alien movie about shit without having some visual effects? But is Brosnan was he the leader of the? Was it Pierce Brosnan the leader of the alien thing at the end? Dude, I've so long seen it once because yeah. I was I was once and a half. I've seen it. I saw the last half. And then what? This sucks. I got to watch no, all of it. Doesn't, it doesn't suck because it was just disappointing. Some of the jokes are still there. It was just I know what that crew is capable of. They should have. Gone back and re- done another rewrite, maybe something. Yeah, because Simon Pegg is usually spot on, dude. I've not. This is the only thing I've seen him in. The only thing I've seen him in where I was like, I don't like that. Everything else I've seen Simon Pegg in, I love him. He, it I, is true. He does not play the. I think it's the choice of what character he was playing. There's no. You don't like you, the. There's character. no empathy. Yeah, for the character, really not. Where you have empathy for the other two, you really don't have it for. Yeah. For, uh, yeah, for whatever I his can't name remember is. his character's name. Gary? Yeah, sure. You know, and you got to say this too. It's hard to live up to the caliber of those two movies. What's the Nick Frost line from? Which one, dude? No, no, no. I know, I know. Uh, it's, from, it's from Hot Fuzz where he um, pumps the shotgun. And yeah, motherfucker. Deal with it. Yeah, motherfucker. Because <laughs> you get that down just about right. Because he's doing American <laughs> at that moment. You ever jump through the air whilst firing a gun going, ah, <laughs> whilst firing a gun? No. Have you ever jumped through the air whilst firing two guns and going, ah, no. He's got this whole massive collection of American action films. Action films, it's yes. Great. Anyway, The World's End, that's my number six. What's your number five? Hot off the popularity and critical success of Goodwill Hunting, Gus Van Sant decides, what do you want to do for your next project? Ah, oh, you know what I'm going to do? What? I want to remake Psycho. Shot for shot. <laughs> yes. Alfred Hitchcock's masterpiece, Psycho, that doesn't need to be re- – it's like someone coming today and saying, I want to remake Jaws. That's bold. Yeah. I actually don't mind his remake. I'm, now, not, this saying, is, I'm, I'm king, not saying this is bad. I'm, the I'm just saying it's pointless. It's, I'm the king of hates remakes. I'm right. the king of hates reboots. I actually it, – it is pointless. Yes. 
Uh, the fact that he had the DVD and he was going frame by frame to con- to get the shot for shot that he I mean he really wanted to make a as much as possible a literal shot for shot remake of Psycho just with a new casting and color and I just don't it's, it's, I wonder why I would I would have rather had him just take his own spin on the material than have him which I mean you could say he kind of did the only thing he didn't do was. Yeah, that's that, the, uh, the, the I hate that Vince if Vaughn. You, if you're gonna if you're gonna remake Tom, if you're, scene, go, yeah. if you're gonna remake the movie, if you're gonna remake the movie shot for shot, then why are you adding a jack off scene to it? I hated that. Yeah, it just that wasn't if it's shot for shot. That shot exactly. He didn't shoot that <laughs> on the bathroom wall. You know, the more that we sit here and talk about it. I, I don't like it. Like I said, these are disappointing. They aren't necessarily the worst thing ever. They just don't. I think these – everything that I have on here, I don't hate. It's – they just don't live up to – I would just be curious as to why he wanted to do it. Was yeah. it just, I mean, you know what? Honestly, it's probably got to be like a pet project. Maybe he just always wanted to do it. He also spent $60 million to remake that movie. Did it make its money back? No. Ooh, really? No, it it came. It made like twenty to thirty. At the but most. the most important thing is, how about I didn't know Gus Van Zant did Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> I always thought he did these weird little indie. Most of his are that, but this was. So you live, you learn, then you fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. So Gus Van Zant's ninety eight. Ninety eight redo of Psycho is your number five. My number five is Ghostbusters two. The reason Ghostbusters, the first one, the only one really, was successful is because it went through a thousand rewrites. Like the original treatment script, Aykroyd had him like in the future in alternate dimensions. It would have been horrible, but it went through I don't know how many goddamn filters to get to the bare bones, us against them kind of story that Ghostbusters was. Ghostbusters 2 seeks to like, I don't know what they're trying to do. And then the there, same, the there, same and thing. I think with the, there there were elements that I kind of like with the film, but there's some okay whole, jokes, there's some fun yeah. stuff, and there's but a kernel of something the, that could be there, but I just I it definitely fails in the third act when the Statue of Liberty comes alive, and I can't confirm the emotional goo that was dumb. Thing. I can't confirm this, but I think the movie Evolution, also done by Ivan Reitman, yes, I think it could have potentially been a early, early idea for Ghostbusters 3. Okay. Because they do the same... Ivan Reitman does the same thing. Ghostbusters, they fight the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Ghostbusters 2, they have a giant walking Statue of Liberty. <clears throat> Evolution, giant alien anus thing. <laughs> Is that what it It's been a long he time had to go, since I've seen Evolution. Orlando Jones had to go in its butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible in here! Remember? <laughs> yeah. They gave it the enema. Of okay. The, uh, looks like they're administering a jumbo enema. <laughs> um, Ghostbusters 2 has no... I don't say it has no heart, but it doesn't have the heart that the original had. It's not it's not as gritty. Right. And it feels like they had way more budget. Yeah. And like you've and mentioned. They didn't know what to do with it. Exactly. The Bobby Brown song doesn't pull nearly as much heart as no. the Ray no. Parker song. It's that, a fun song. I, I like the Bobby Brown song. How's it go again? Too hot to hand. Oh, too, too cold, cold to, to hold. hold. You call it Ghostbusters in the end. Control. control. Or you can insert a bit of the song if you want to cut that. <laughs> I'll link it. Your choice, Mr. You know what? I'll do, I'll do both, and I'll allow the audience to choose. <laughs> Who did it better? Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They call the Ghostbusters and the end control. This is going to be another one of those fucking hot Bobby Brown. <laughs> the 
original movie, the characters all kind of grow. They there's no growth with the there's, characters. Yeah, there's zero growth in it. And this. it's been so long, I have I'm I'm having a hard time recalling all of the things. I haven't seen it enough for a reason. I think probably most of the the good jokes go to Bill Murray from probably him riffing off the script. I'm amazed he did it uh, because he vehemently didn't want to do anything else after this. Yeah. Uh, is this the one where Titanic shows up? Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's I don't know where I, is that. It's like I like it and I don't like it at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And it's Cheech Marin at the dock. Is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It was a letdown. Sometimes dead is better. Should have been the name of it. <laughs> uh, and I'm very cautiously curious about whatever uh, the Jason pe- Reitman's. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't see the all girl one. Ghostbusters is one of those franchises like Predator. You can't they, keep redoing that. Well, they've been unable to do a successful sequel. Yep. The only thing that was moderately. Yeah, they keep trying. Yeah, they keep trying. The only thing that was moderately close with Predator was the one they did with. Uh, oh, no. Uh, the the predator, the predator. Yeah, and even that then, one. It yeah. was a lot of fan service, man. And well, that and the fact that I think Shane Black had uh, he, he, he kind of had his legs cut out from under him, even yeah. though they wanted him to do it in the first place, and then so, they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do. They reshot like the ending and, and everything. So yeah, but Ghostbusters two. That's mine. That's my number five. What's your number four? <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Well, you've stolen my number two. <laughs> Uh, it's not as much as okay. Well, let's let's discuss. Yeah, we'll get into. Um, it. It's not as much as they shit the bed with Crystal Skull as much as it felt like it was just missing the magic that the first three had. It missed a lot. A lot. This is right. This is uh, arguably patient zero of the great Memberberry outbreak of the early two thousands. Yeah, um, and it was oh eight as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> way too much CGI. Sometimes you just don't need to go back and continue a franchise. Just you know what? No, There's was a great trilogy, beginning, middle, end. Even though the middle is really before, but it's a prequel. But regardless, it's there's three. Let it go. I agree. Let it go, Indiana. <laughs> they should have listened to their own movie. Uh, uh, revisiting revisiting it is just as good, if not better, than just trying to make a another movie. Stories don't need to keep continuing. It's okay to let them end. Um, but Hollywood and the corporate machine just have a hard time of letting go of the ability of making more money. And I find it really frustrating that they play they play on the emotions of – You and me. you Yeah, us to go, oh, they're probably going to go see it. Even, and they're probably going to fucking hate it. I don't even own you it. Know, no, I don't either. I own the garbage I Star watched Wars it. Prequels. I watched it a couple of years ago and took some notes because I was thinking about writing a new – I was my posting. idea, by yeah, the way. It was your idea. Still – haven't it's still bad. No, and, and so I stole some of the notes that I put down here. I'm like, first one. I'm like, the film, the film plots feels it feels like an expanded storyline that was like written for a video game. Sure, you know what I mean. Of all the of all the available ideas they had, this is what they said. Yeah, let's make a multi million dollar budgeted movie out of fucking aliens. Yeah, no, that's stupid. I, I feel like I should have been playing this game on like a PS2. You know. I wouldn't even play the fucking game of this. <laughs> no. Uh, I said, when you're playing a game like this, you expect dialogue to be bad, the action sequences to be crammed into the story, and you overlook this because you're playing Indiana Jones. You know? You let that stuff okay. go yeah. to play the game because yeah, yeah. you're playing the character. I love him. He's great. But he doesn't yeah, – he, he feels phoned in. Yeah. But regardless of the movie, they just – they do so many things wrong. You kind of almost feel like there's this 
overbearing Lucas meddling. A bit, you know? I'm surprised he didn't put Jar Jar Binks in it somehow. <laughs> with with nothing but love for the guy that played Jar Jar Binks. It was not your fault, dude. Yeah. Not your fault. That 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 is my biggest frustration. It's like, was it Spielberg's idea or was it Lucas's idea? Because it just... It just I feels. think it's Lucas's idea, and little Stevie was afraid like, to tell Georgie. No, I don't, no, I don't want to do it. We're not doing this. This is stupid. We created one of the coolest. We we appropriated several things and made one of the our coolest, own coolest characters. And you're going to do what to him? See, and that's the other thing. Indy doesn't exist outside of the 30s. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's late, early 40s at the most. Had you once kept- World War II is done, he's over. Had you kept the series going some kind of way? He could be okay. It, you could have made a part nine or something like that. Too much time had gone. It was almost 20 years had gone by. Also didn't help that Shia LaBeouf was in it. That's Shia the Beef, man. I, I hate him. And I hate the fact that they brought back Marion. I hate that for too. Th- for this movie. We hate the same thing about this movie. I literally have <laughs> verbatim my notes. Also, a very stupid story, and I just don't really like Shia the Beef. Also, adding Marion to this to try to make it a saga is yeah. stupid. They're, they're Let me to, make it up in my own mind that he got back with Marion in the end of his adventures. You know, or not, or not. But you know, yeah. let me decide. Don't tell me what I want to and not want to watch. And then you write and in believe. that Sala died, Marcus died, and his dad died all in the last couple of years. Why are you giving me my one of my favorite characters back in a fucking trough of his life? Yeah, it's not because then he doesn't like. I know at the end they marry him off. Does he look happy? He doesn't look happy married with a fucking grown ass kid, and that kid is Shia LaBeouf dressed like fucking <laughs> uh, Marlon Brando and the yeah. Wild Ones. Eat a bag of shit, George Lucas. <laughs> you start it, and whatever you can't finish, Spielberg, you, no. you get the leftovers. He gets the doggy bag of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that movie. I wanted so bad, and it's so bad. All right. Yeah. Well, that's my number two. That's your number f- four. four. All right. So, so what's your number four? Uh, my number four is a movie that I have worn a path through complaining about, and that's Fletch Lives. I won't drill on it too much because I did it during our Fletch episode, but there are, I counted. There are ten total Fletch books, including an eleventh that is actually just a – book about the series there were nine other stories from which they could have chosen and they went with none of them yes and i think chevy chase got too much chevy chase got too much leeway with it and it wasn't the same director and four years had gone by so chevy chase was in a different a different spot in life kind of like the same thing with the ghostbusters just enough time had passed that the tone and the tone of the perform the tone in the country right and the tone of the performer had changed and same thing happened with Caddyshack, uh, which is odd, which is like Bill Murray didn't do Caddyshack 2. Right. Che- Chevy Chase did, and it's garbage. It's it's not good. It's a turd. I think they could do a Fletch movie now because there is a Fletch book that takes place. He's he's much older. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like he's like the head of a cable news network or something. Yeah, it's a good it's a good book, dude. That's interesting. If you if you want, I'll let you borrow them. They're they're quick, fun reads. Um I've punched on this too much. Uh, I just felt the need to say it again because I fucking really hate this movie. Let's right. lose my number We're done. We're done with that. What's your number three? Uh, Alien Resurrection. <laughs> I actually don't hate this movie. I don't hate it either, but I feel like there's a – it's just it doesn't do what I want it to do in this movie either. It's it's very much the same thing as Crystal Skull. Yeah. It's an unnecessary – It's unnecessary. There was three. Let it go. 
While we here at Six Pack Double Feature actually like Alien 3, a sequel that is quite often shit upon mostly due to the clash between first-time director David Fincher and the studio, I would like to throw my hat into the ring by expressing my frustrations that are firmly planted in the inferior and absolutely unnecessary follow-up called Alien Resurrection. <laughs> that was... it, yeah, it's so it, – it's a cash grab. And it was – was that 97? Yes. So Sigourney Weaver says, look, I'll come back for Alien 3, but – Ripley has to die. This is done. Yeah. And they end it, as many people would say, they end they end the Alien trilogy as best they could. I thought it was great. I thought it was a fitting. We are going to totally do a full-on episode treatment of the Alien trilogy. We're working out how to do that right now. Right. Uh, we so will, it's not four hours long. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, we will touch on Alien Resurrection a little bit, but probably not a, a bunch. Not much. But – it makes me lose a little respect for Sigourney Weaver, whom I love. Because it felt like it was a paycheck for her. That's exactly what it no, was. No, you're like, now, it she didn't feel it. like it. It was. She sh- does fine. And it's just... she's Yeah, she's she's hot. She's she's powerful. She's mm-hmm. a fucking great female lead. It's very Joss Whedon. There was something... Yeah, it's very Joss Whedon and then very much not. Very much not like Joss Whedon. It was funny because I had... Um, I was looking at a couple of things and I have to give credit where credit is due. And like one of the best single reviewed lines... Uh, about Alien Resurrection was written by a Jeffrey Overstreet of of um, some type of syndication or a publication called Looking Closer, and he said what began as the most menacing movie monster of of uh, of all has evolved into a whining oaf that looks as if it has been dipped in a vat of cream of wheat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's I, not I have, scary at all. It's just like what the fuck am I looking at? I have the rare privilege of actually Jamie and I just last night watched Alien mm-hmm. and I watched Aliens. She fell asleep not long after Aliens started because um, I had a long, mostly hate, but like hate relationship with Aliens. I actually really fucking like that movie. Uh, again, not to get into that. Um, you only see the xenomorph like Four or five times in the first movie. Yeah. And when I say four or five times, it's not like, hi, I'm Gary the Xenomorph. You see its tail. You see its head. You see it in a brief shot where it reaches out to grab Dallas. You never see it. It's like the shark in Jaws, and it's terrifying. Well, back then it was terrifying. Now, I mean, they're jump scares, and it's still a very effective movie. But this, it's just like, eh, it's the creature feature of the week. What are we going to make it look like? Yeah. we got to have the hall of failed Ripley's in the thing. Yeah, that was kind of disturbing. I'll give they you. They should much. have not called it Alien Resurrection. They should have called it something else. They should mm-hmm. have not. It would have been great. Fucking have Sigourney Weaver be in it. I don't care. Oh, she's just doing her best Ripley impression, but she's not playing Ripley. Would have been fine. Wouldn't have cared. The coolest All, thing about that movie is the over the head, behind yeah. over the head behind the exactly. high, behind the head shot of uh, basketball. We, uh, man, we yeah, that was a, America. We loved that in the nineties, <laughs> didn't we? Basketball. Yeah, Joss Whedon says like, "Hey, I'm going to bring back a really gritty, cool." awesome character from the late 70s and put him in a new 90s movie. I'm going to give a little 90s treatment, a little rock and a little rock and roll, a little feminism. I'm going to touch their boob, but I'm still a feminist kind of guy. And they're going to do the back thing over the thing. John Carpenter said, oh, me too, man. I'm going to use Kurt Russell. We're going to do the same thing in a shitty... Well, that was like the same year with him, or possibly. It was I think Escape from L.A. was like 96, 97. I think it was 96. Okay. So, yeah, it's same. <sighs> That's See, not I on would, my list. I would, I'll tell I would, you that right I would now. much rather a uh, my big fat post apocalyptic wedding and have it be Ripley Mary Snake Plissken. Then have... they play basketball. <laughs> they, <laughs> they play one on one. They start a two on two basketball co ed basketball league and they go around. Who shirts? Who skins? 
whoever. And they go, they go around the post-apocalyptic space wasteland of the future, and they play other husband and wife two-on-two basketball teams. They travel like Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. And the, but they, nice. only have, they only have one trick shot, nice. which is the backwards over the head. <laughs> That's the show ender. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was my number three. What's your number three? Minus, this is not a sequel, although this movie did get its own sequel. But my number three is the 2007 Rob Zombie Abortion Halloween. <laughs> is that the full title? It's the, yes. Uh, I may have said it before. I'm going to say it again. An unnecessary. What's the little boy in the, the original Halloween, Scotty? His name's Michael Myers. No, the little boy that she's babysitting. I can't remember his name. I think sure. His name's Scotty. He says, it's the boogeyman. It's not it's Scotty. It's not the boogeyman. Scotty, no. How do you, you can't kill the boogeyman. Yeah, you can. You can explain why he's the boogeyman. Takes all the sting out of the. It does. Some people liked it. I think Lisa liked the fact that it it gave credence to what he became. And I understand that. But I I think the unknown is, is scarier than reason why for the type of character that he is. Yeah, the what know? the what is way scarier. Yeah. It's like, oh, I kind of feel bad for him now. His mom was well, just poor, like the- his dad was an alcoholic bit of trash, and they're poor, and no one wants to play with him, and he's a little weird, and he gets fucking picked on, and I mean, this day and age, what a fucking AR in his hand. It's not yeah. It's not a horror movie now. Right. It's, it's reality, you know? And it- that's not Rob Zombie's fault. He didn't know that, but yeah, he did, uh, Rob Zombie's just an artless, his visual art is great. His dialogue is shit. His uh, stories are shit. His ideas outside of like, hey, this would look cool as a monster mask are shit. He would be a good like, just draw a picture, dude. Draw a picture or make a video. Don't write a story because you fucking blow at it. Um, And they made a sequel to it. I love that Danielle Harris has now become like a horror gal as a result of it. Danielle Harris was in um, Halloween 4. She was a little girl when they... Called Halloween Four was called the Return to Michael Myers, right? Okay, um, and that was one of the cool things about Rob Zombie's version was that they brought they brought her in, not to play the same character, but they brought her in, so she kind of a little bit of legacy. Okay, um, and she's now like a she's a horror person. I think that's great. That said, the next time he releases a movie, guess what? I will fucking watch it, and guess what'll fucking happen? You'll I'll be disappointed. Probably fucking be disappointed. But that's my challenge. <laughs> That's your internal struggle. That's where my I go. That's my cross to bear. <laughs> where I go, he did another movie. I didn't know he was still doing movies. Okay, they're all to his credit, man. People love his shit because they they are crowdfunded. They are uh, for the large part, and I admire him for like, that. Like uh, Kevin Smith does his stuff now. Yeah, that's also a bad thing when you're someone like Rob Zombie and you're not really good at filmmaking. Now, is he losing a second sleep over this? Nope. nope. He's crying himself to sleep tonight on his dollar sign shaped pillow. Yeah. And he's an interesting individual, and he knows his film. He knows his film history, and he knows a lot of that stuff. It's he's just, a, yeah. he just chooses not to incorporate it into any of this. Did you ever watch? <laughs> I suggested a movie to you. Uh, Probably not. It's called "Let Me Make You a Martyr." No, no, I don't. I would be interested to see a Rob Zombie Marilyn Manson project. Anyway, I digress. Rob Zombie's Halloween. It's my number three. My number two is "A Good Day to Die Hard." I haven't seen that one. You're not missing much. Uh, I, I, what I put down here is like I was okay with the fourth film in the franchise, and by okay I mean like it was okay just as long as they didn't try to make any more. 
<laughs> well, let me go ahead and stop you um, because my number one is live free or die. <laughs> so let's just ride this fucker out All right. and beat the fuck out of the two most unnecessary diehard. Yeah, I put down here, I'm like, but John McClane standing on a fighter jet just wasn't enough. And I guess people felt that the franchise lost its teeth because they couldn't say the word fuck, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why there was a need for any more really after – um, the first ben, one? Well, the first one, yes. But even if you take the the original three, I, I still like Die Hard with a Vengeance as long as you just you let to, that one you gotta take let a it few go. Spark, i got to take a few spark plugs out. Yeah. But yeah. Especially after watching Dirty Harry. Realizing how much it the, kind of ripped off yeah, that. Yeah, I, I have a lot less respect for – even though McTiernan came back. Anyway, it's a series where the the, the first movie is impossibly implausible. For the realm of a uh, every guy human hero, and in a series where that is your standard, and you you if you're a diehard fan, if you're a diehard diehard fan, <laughs> you check that at the door. You're okay with knowing that John is every man, but he's somehow going to do some superhuman shit. In a series where that is the standard, he this is absolutely ridiculous. Are we to believe that? And now I'm talking diehard four. You're talking Die Hard 5. So I've never seen Die Hard 5 because I saw Die Hard 4 and I and went, I'm fucking not, I'm, done, I'm with, done this with this shit. Are we to believe that a guy who was retrieved out of an alcoholic stupor in the third movie is now all of a sudden been promoted to a federal agent and he knows how to fly a fucking plane? All of a sudden, you can't just learn that shit, dude. Yeah. The time's changed. Maybe I'm maybe I'm expecting too much out of my Die Hard movies. Yeah. Well, but. Apparently it was, hey, guess what? He's got to rescue his daughter. Okay, well, what do we do if we make a fifth one? We'll, we'll have him rescue his son because that's what the fifth one is. He goes to Russia. Is um, that not the fourth one too? No. Were they, were they terrorists? Who said we were terrorists? Fourth one, they were domestic terrorists. Timothy Oliphant is the – Really? Is the main bad guy in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Not Die Hard with a Vengeance. Live uh, Die Hard 4. <laughs> Die Hard 5, he goes to Russia. But the, all of these movies just feel like horrible cash grabs. And, hey, let's just give uh, Bruce Willis another $20 million check and he'll 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 make some movies. I'm like, yeah, but they're not good. They hardly make money. I know this one ma- – even this last one made money, but it didn't make a ton of money. You're it, just taking away from the – You're just – which, You're ruining the legacy yeah. of what and the original I guess, was. You know, if you've got a big dollar sign shaped pillow, I guess you don't care. Right. I mean, that, it's easier to sleep at night. But he knows how to. When did he learn how to fly a MiG, dude? Like this is this this isn't Rambo. Top Gun. And by the way, it ain't fucking Die Hard if he can't say Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Right. That's not Die Hard. Don't call it Die Hard. That's his catchphrase. That's, and why can't he even say it once if PG 13s will usually allow you to use, to use it once or twice? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, that was a, we want more people uh, to be able to see this movie, so let's I feel go like that's going. I feel like that wave is going away. We're getting back to I some think, hard I R's. think you're right. This has nothing to do with, with politics. I'm not making any statement one way or the other. There just happens to be a swing in, in art and movies that has a correlation to uh, current political. Sometimes, yeah, it like does. The 80s were action and capitalism is, yeah. Yeah, and then you had the 90s, which were... Basically the same thing, but just with a left uh, Democrat in office. Uh, yeah, so it just kind of goes you, back and forth. Yeah, there's there's a swing for the fences depending on and we're, which we're coming side back of into the, the we're coming back into so a left hard, field or right field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're coming back into a hard R uh, era, I uh-huh. think, or at least more than there have been. Yeah, it's, I think streaming services have kind of helped that because they they can show you um, metrics yeah. on no look. 
there's a lot of sick fucking people out there. Look at the amount of horror movies these people watch. We can show you what they watch, too. Look at it. Cool. Yeah, you can make dark, horrible movies. Like, um, uh, Heredity? Hereditary? It's red, I, I think it's hereditary. It. I've, I've heard it. I've heard some stuff about it. Amazing and horrible at the same time. I like, I like some sick shit, but some stuff I can't. And I heard enough about that movie not to watch it. But that said, I think we're coming back into a good place with, with movies. If we can have a memberberry drought. <laughs> we crossed on a couple. Crossed on the last two, really. So now I just have, what, my number one? Because it died. Your number two was... Die Hard Day. Yeah. Day. Was, die, right. Der, okay. And then my, dive, number, die hard, my, number, my number one was Live Free or Die Hard. So what's your number one? What's your number two? Did we do that one? Crystal Skull. Oh, that's right. Do you remember the first time that the word prequel was possibly entered into the lexicon? Like I do. Let like, me. De- can I describe it for you? Yes. I was dressed very much the way I'm dressed now. I had long, dirty blonde hair. Sugar Ray was a very popular band. Lit Biscuit had only been around for a couple of years. Did you do it all for the Nookie? That song had not come the out Nookie. yet. The Nookie. That song had not come the out Nookie. yet. The Nookie. That song had not come out yet. Stop saying it. <laughs> and a very excited eight-year-old in my brain said, That's so going to be so sweet. Cool. Yeah. That's when I first heard it. That's when people. I first heard it, too. Because while that term may have been around for 30 or 40 years, it was not in the lexicon until uh, probably 1997. And when did you do what I did when you went to the theater to see it? Uh, and I didn't go, dress up. I didn't know. I went. <laughs> just I went I'm going to give you the most random shout out. I went to see that with my friend April Birch. There's your shout out. I don't even know if she listens. She's okay. at least going to see her name here. Anyway, uh, she and I went to see that. Uh, a month or so after it came out and there was an empty theater and I remember watching it going like, okay, okay, well, they have to, okay, they have to tell us what's going on and they're going to tell us what's going on and then it's going to, then it's going to pick up. It was like they had mixed Star Wars with C-SPAN. Yeah. Uh, I, my number one, I, I, I couldn't choose between the two, so I put them both. <laughs> it's either The Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is worse. Kind of. Uh, but I, 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 either we're supposed to believe that George Lucas can write a captivating movie about space taxes, a trade embargo, and a political <laughs> drama involving the Galactic Senate, or that we can believe that he can write a truly heartwarming romantic drama. Which he, he did neither. But, yeah, I, I, the next line says, "Spoiler alert: He can't write either." <laughs> I think he was so focused on creating and expanding the Star Wars universe that he completely f- forgot or failed uh, how to just write engaging stories anymore. He was so focused on this is my new – this is the universe and I've expanded it out because mm-hmm. you didn't see that in the original three. The three was a big universe, but it was very limited in scope of what you could or couldn't see. And here it was Which like – what John Favreau's continued to do with The Mandalorian right. by shrinking that bigger universe down mm-hmm. even a little bit more. Lucas isn't the best with casting either. Or directing. Or directing or usually writing. And so he decided that, that the best kid to play Anakin as a child is – Jake Lloyd, the kid from Jingle All the Way. Mr. Qui-Gon, sir, I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? <laughs> well, Annie, you see, midichlorians are... Get the fuck out of here, you little bastard. Get the fuck away from me. Go polish a Gungan. I, I, I do love the scene when... I, I rewatched all three um, on Thursday 
when I had to work remotely, it was kind of a slow day. And while following up on emails and doing this and that, I just had the three prequels running in the background because I hadn't seen them in forever for for an obvious reason. When Anakin and 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 Qui Gon are sitting there and he's talking about talking about all the stars and galaxies in the sky, and I'm going to see every single one of them. And then my and I immediately tuned in and said, and I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> See, I would have gone. I'm gonna blow a, them all up. I would have gone with this through a pair of red tinted sunglasses. Yeah, Phantom Menace also just the unfortunate racial alien stereotypes really doesn't play well Does either. Not hold up. Like, hey, these guys are going to sound Asian, and they're going to kind of look it. They're kind of they're going to kind of look it, and then this guy's going to be like a dirty Arab. Um, oh, Watto. Yeah, and then this these over here are going to be like Jamaicanish and the Gungans. The Gungans, yeah. Uh, why? 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 I remember why? when that came out. My mom was reading a review, and she said um, Jar Jar Binks was a combination of someone and Step and Fetch It. And I said, "Who is Step and Fetch It?" She goes, "Well, he is an old racist character. Uh, I think it was a person, a white person in blackface. Okay, but he used to talk a lot of this." Massa, that kind of shit. How did he get away with it? It was 99, and it... I love that it's it's a joke now. It's just... The Gungans. You know, you don't see Gungans anymore. No, but, no, uh, you don't. But yeah. uh, they, uh, they mentioned it. Bill Burr did it in that episode of The Mandalorian. When, <laughs> what did he say to him? I can't remember. He makes some Jar Jar reference. And, you know the guy that played Jar Jar almost killed himself? Ahmed Best? Yeah, Ahmed Best. No, I did not. He got so much hate for that character and shit. Like, that guy should just kill him. He was one of the first, like, internet, like, victims. This guy of, like, should just kill himself. That like, kind that's of not shit. his fault. It's not his fault at all because, no, I guarantee you. And okay, that CGI me, does not hold up well. There are some stuff in that movie that are incredible. Incredible with the CG and the visuals. But the, like, the fully fleshed out CGI character of Jar Jar just is we talked about alien resurrection jamie and i watched last night we try to watch what's on friday nights we try to watch what's called a friday movie like a friday night movie Mm -hmm. not a craig and smoky movie but a friday night kind of movie we watched alien and we're sitting there watching it and she said this fucking looks great i'm like yeah because it's in front of the camera a it's blu-ray yeah and b yeah all this shit exists and that's a composite shot. There's no way that they just shot a planet that looks like Saturn with two moons. It's a composite shot, but it's a miniature, mm-hmm. the the Nostromo. And then when he goes into when Dallas goes in to sit down with Mother, he's in a room with lights and he's, right. it's plastic. All the shit is fuck. Even the xenomorph, it's real. It exists, like you said, in front of the camera. Yeah. And almost none of it in Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones or Revenge Most of, of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Just he wanted to control that set in that environment and that universe and so there much. wasn't he, anyone around him that knew how to say george don't no yeah go get carrie carrie will set you straight yeah that's what we kind of talked about it was we talked about this a while ago it's like he he had to struggle and fight to get what he wanted on screen for and the first that, one that struggle is what created star wars mm-hmm. and then once he had that power i he know. handed it over well it's like he handed it over he he didn't want to direct the second or the third oh, in, the, in the original him trilogy you know he didn't want to really write much of it and yeah here's the story outline give me a script you know he wrote and directed all three of the prequels i'm like yeah i honestly believe that the reason why the original trilogy keeps getting 
re-edited and re-edited and re-edited and re-edited is, is because he wanted to do the prequels and he wants to try to make them as seamless as possible, even though you can't. And just think about the fact that there's going to be there's going to be endless generations now. At some point, they're never going to realize that Han shot first. <laughs> yeah, and that's sad. Well, he couldn't even keep his original trilogy seamless. No, you can't. Leia kissing Luke. It all hangs right there, man. Yeah, but I'll give credit to JJ for the for the at least the newer films that he wanted to go back to. We need. Puppetry, we need physical things in the space. We don't want everything blue screen. We're not going to shoot this entirely on a set. We're going to go out and shoot these things. This is a set. This isn't just everything is going to be painted in later on down the road. Yeah. That's where he succeeded and where George went, I just want this. I'll give nothing else. What the pre Star Wars prequels brought to the world was an advancement in movie making technology. Correct. Where if you use that kind of stuff minimally, CG, you can augment a great in-camera scene. George inv invented it sometimes out of necessity to make his prequels and then relied on it. And that's that's the – It's like a catch-22. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not buying this. Maybe you should do it again. Any uh, honorable mentions? I don't, know. I don't know if I'd want to do this one again. <laughs> I this don't could want be to a, this could be a fun one. It'd be do. a fun one if I'm ready for it again, but just trying to pick. The notes the notes are always going to be the same. Yeah. Like if I, I look up and I see Christopher Reeves up there and I think, okay, so if we did a part two of this, we could do I could say Quest for Peace. Superman four Quest for Peace. Like, yeah. okay, what is it missing? The spirit and the vibe that the first two had. Yeah. So the 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 note is always gonna be or is often gonna be the same. And Pizza Steve, nuclear man. <laughs> Did you ever see that clip? No, you told I, I, I need to look that up. That's so funny. Because, oh, man. Hit us up, like us, rate us, review us, leave comments, buy t-shirts, sixpackdoublefeature.com, buy stickers, buy tickets to our live show. What? Nathan won't do a live show. <laughs> I've tried. I'm, I'm working on him, gang. We want to do, we want to, I want to do a live show. I think it will be fun. Uh, but Nathan is a bitch and won't do it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, go out there tomorrow, whatever your tomorrow is. Have your have the day that you have. But make it better. Make it better and be good to everyone. And for God's sake, stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Yeah, motherfucker. Ah!